Homework assignment number two, uh, which is actually the first assignment under step one, um, because the homework number one was step zero. So now we're in step one. In the very first assignment, so again, I'm going to read what the assignment is. I um, strongly urge you to, after I tell you what the assignment is, for you to pause this podcast this recording and go do your assignment. And then um, when you've done it, um, you can hit play and hear my experience, strength and hope on it. So that's my recommendation. So the assignment is to read the doctor's opinion in the big book and to read step one in the book, A Woman's Way Through the 12 Steps. Now in the drive that I have included in my profile or whatever, somewhere hopefully on there. Um, I is the I've PDF'd the first chapter um, in a woman's way. I think I've PDF'd the first three chapters: step one, step two, and step three. And then after that, you really need to buy your own book. So you can find that um, on my uh, G Drive. And then also, whenever there's a reading assignment in the big book. You have to read it through the perspective of food and if you feel that you're a sugar addict, specifically sugar. So um, you need to change the word alcohol to food. And if it's some sort of situational that's very particular to situational description that's particular to alcoholism and alcohol. So, for example, if it says I went to taverns and bars you know, then you need to change it in your mind to like, okay, I went to um, donut shops and pastry houses. Or if it says, you know, I drank whiskey, I drank wine, I drank beer, you know, then again, in your mind, you know, ask yourself, how does this translate to my eating disorder? Um, Because it, it always is. And for example, it'll be like, I tried taking a pledge, or I tried not taking a pledge. I tried, you know, to in order to quit drinking. You could be like, you know, I tried the Atkins diet. I tried fasting. I tried, you know, um, starving. I tried whatever. Um, and when it talks about, this is the big book, when it talks about like, you know, your, you know, people commenting on your drinking, you could say like people commenting on your weight or commenting on your um, eating habits or commenting on, you know, you're over-exercising or commenting on looking too skinny or whatever it is. So again, um, there's some work involved. Reading the big book is very important. It's, you know, the um, parent program and making sure that, you know, and the big book is um, part of our uh, literature, OA literature. However, the uh, work involved for the reader is to bring the text as close to your experience as possible so that you're not reading about those alcoholics over there. You're reading about addiction, you know, and demoralization. And you, you sort of bring the text close to you so that you're identifying with that aspect of alcoholism, what it feels like to be out of control around um, behavior and a substance and how that affects you, how you feel about yourself and how it affects the people around you. So 
Um, that's my instructions in terms of the reading. And then the definitions. So uh, there are, I think these are the only two, there are two assignments, this one and the next one, where the writing assignment is about definitions. So you look up these three words, empower, powerless, and helpless. And you write out the definitions for each one of those. And then you ref and then after you write out the definition, um, you reflect on the meaning and difference in relationship to you. And when you're writing out the definitions, make sure you go to a source like dictionary.com, which will compile the definitions from like the Oxford Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's, the American Heritage Dictionary. So it gets all these different kind of definitions so you can see the, um, the scope of the meaning behind these words. So again, the words are empower, powerless, and helpless. Okay, so now you stop and you go do that. And then now you're back and I'm sharing my experience, strength, and hope around having done this assignment. So um, most, well, my people know that I always think in terms of analogies or stories or imagery that helps me really conceptually get my head into a concept and understand it. So when I did this assignment, I really wrap my head around like the difference between empower and powerless and helpless, specifically knowing that in step one, you know, I'm powerless over um, my food addiction and my life is not what I want it to be despite my best efforts. Um, and, and yet how do I, and this is why the woman's way um, text is really good. How you know, as a woman that I, that I want to be an empowered woman that, uh, and I feel so powerless in society, how do I own the concept of powerlessness, uh, in a way that, um, serves my recovery? And so here's sort of after much, you know, pondering and, um, reflecting and here's kind of the analogy that came into my head at the time I was living in a studio, um, uh, uh, basement studio, but we were on a hill, so um, I w the basement wasn't underground. As a matter of fact, I had a big, huge window that looked had a beautiful view um, out over the uh, uh, I, yeah the South Bay. So um, I I was in there in the studio and. Uh, the, how you got to the door to my studio was you actually had to walk through the garage. So if the garage door was open, you'd walk through the garage and then there would be the door to my studio and you'd come in and it was a sort of 20 by 20, uh, 400 square foot studio. And then there was like, you know, this big, huge window that looked out over um, the bay. And then also uh, you would take stairs down to um, the patio that was, you know, because again, we were on a hill. So, um, there was a door that led to the out outside, but I imagined I was like in there working on my step work and, and I imagined that what if I didn't have that second door or the stairs had collapsed, like basically that it was a useless door. And then I imagined like this big, huge cartoon size boulder, you know, rolling because we were like I said not only were we on a hill but there was a hill next to us Bernal Park and I imagined like what if a big huge boulder rolled down the hill and rolled right into 
um, the garage and blocked the door. And so I thought of that, like, okay, so now I'm trapped inside my studio. The, the, the fire escape door is like the stairs are gone and I can't get out unless I want to fall to my death. And the, um, front door is blocked by a boulder so much so that if I open up my door, all I would see is rock. And I had this image of myself opening the door, seeing the rock and thinking, I got to handle this. I got to take care of this and struggling so hard to try to move this rock and how the delusion of that, that I didn't even realize, like, you know, I just see, I just open up the door and I just see rock in front of the door and I don't really understand what it is, but I try to take care of it. I try to handle this. And, and I just saw myself like struggling and getting a crowbar and nothing and exhausting myself. I saw myself like trying to scrabble on the rock and, and getting to where my fingers were bleeding. And, and then I just saw myself, you know, like collapsing in defeat and just like on the floor crying because I couldn't get this boulder out of my doorway. And I just felt trapped. And, and then I felt helpless is what I felt. Um, but I didn't know that that's what I felt. I felt like, I just felt like a failure, like I hadn't done this. And then, and then somehow, you know, this divine thought intervention thing happens and I finally reach out and ask for help. And, and so I realized that, you know, with this divine thought that yes, I'm in, I'm trapped in the studio with this thing blocking my doorway that I cannot move, you know, cause again, I don't even actually really know what it is. You know, it's just, I, it's just immovable. I can't move it. And all of my efforts have just led to just feeling like such a failure. And, and then I realized that I have a cell phone, you know, and, uh, and finally, you know, I swallow my pride because again, I think I'm sure I should have been able to do this. So I think that this is about that I failed and now I have to call someone and say, I'm a failure. So then I call the city and I just say, I'm embarrassed, whatever, but there's something blocking my doorway and I, I can't move it. So, um, I, I, you know, someone comes, the city comes, they come around to the, you know, the firemen come to my back door or whatever. And, you know, the thing that, now this isn't a perfect analogy for the steps, but, but they get me or no, no, let's, let's not do that. That didn't happen. That's not my original thought. My original thought was, is that I was trapped in there. And I'm in there and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? I just see like, I can hear them on the other side. They're just, you know, all of these voices are on the other side of this blockage. And, you know, and then like, I hear all these trucks and everything. And, and then, you know, it's like, there's, there's finally a little bit of a crack. There's finally, and then are all these other voices and all these people talking and whatever. And, and then finally the, the boulder gets rolled away far enough, you know, where I can get out and they roll it out 
of my driveway and it stops blocking and it's in the middle of the street. And now it could roll back, but they've they've got it all secure. And I come out of my place and I walk out of my driveway and I look at this thing and I am fucking blown away. And I'm blown away by not only the size of it, but how many people it took. Like I actually started to think about this literally. Like how much equipment and power and whatever it it took to move this boulder out from blocking my door and out of my driveway and onto the turn. These big, huge trucks, these crane, all these workmen, these like the police, the city council, where did this rock come from? And I'm weeping, not just because I'm free, but because when I see, when I'm out of denial and when I understand now the power of addiction, I realize there's no way I could ever have moved that boulder by myself. It's way too big. I am not a failure. I I was powerless against, I did not have the power within me to move that boulder, you know, but I was not helpless. I had help and I called help. And when I got help, then we were empowered to together, you know, with all the help and everything to move that fucking boulder so that I could escape this tiny little life and actually have a a life bigger um, than the one I had when the boulder was blocking my door. So that's my experience around the difference between powerless and helpless and being empowered. So I, but of myself, I cannot get the power to move, you know, the boulder of addiction that makes my, that traps me in a very small life, but I'm not without help and I can ask for help. And then through the power of a relationship to a God of my understanding or a higher power of my understanding and the power of the fellowship, you know, then enough power happens that, you know, arrests the um, disease of addiction. So, however, you know, just so you know, it doesn't cure it. So all of that power, you know, restrains the boulder and all of that power you know, the straps, the anchoring it, the, you know, making sure the anchors are really solid, that all of that has to stay in place. Because if any one of those things, you know, falls out, the boulder's just going to roll right back into my driveway and block my life. So, um, so anyway, so that's my experience around uh, step one, and the first assignment in step one, which is homework assignment number two. Okay, you guys, bye.